Hi, welcome to Title Pending. I'm your host, Rocket, and I am back. Uh, I took three weeks off to go to farm school and do my finals for it. And just, I had to take time off from doing things I enjoy, like this podcast and just enjoying my hobbies. Uh, so I didn't really get a chance to record over the last three weeks, but I'm back. I'm on winter break now. So hopefully these come out more regularly. Um, that being said, let's talk about the Cowboys. I didn't get to record the last two weeks, so I didn't really get a chance to talk about the Colts or Texans game, but I feel like nobody really wants to talk about them because ultimately the Cowboys won. And that's the key part there. Nobody wants to really analyze a win too in depth because ultimately in the NFL, it's a league of small sample sizes. So winning is winning. That's all you can do, really, no matter how good or bad you win. Um, however, this week they played Jacksonville in their third game against the AFC South. Third in a row, actually. They play the Titans after the Eagles game on Christmas Eve. Uh, and that'll be the end of that trip to the AFC South. And they played them in Jacksonville. And they got out to a 27-10 to lead. And they blew it. <laughs> and quite frankly, as a fan of, of this team, I'm not surprised in the slightest. Um, there's a lot to dissect, so we're going to go into it. Uh, discussing, first of all, I want to talk about the defense, specifically the cornerback position. Uh, I know we are injured. There's a lot of injuries right now on the defense. Anthony Brown is out for the year. Jordan Lewis, out for the year. Leighton Van Der Esch went out in this game. He That's a big deal. He's one of our two actually good linebackers with him and Damone Clark. Um, Though I, we did just get the analysis from Ian Rappaport that it was just a stinger and thankfully not a recurring neck issue that he's had since Boise State when he got drafted out of college. Uh, so hopefully it's not something that lingers and hopefully he can be back relatively soon and healthy, which would be key to keep this defense together. Because once he stepped off the field, the defense fell apart in the second half. But... The replacements for Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown are the real issues. Deron Bland has been fantastic in lieu of Jordan Lewis in the slot. He has been exactly what you'd hope for, and the Cowboys seem to have found another CB next to Trayvon Diggs. And that's the important bit. However, right now, your, sec- your other boundary CB, the guy who's not in the slot, uh, is getting torched. It doesn't really matter who it is. It's Kelvin Joseph or Nashawn Wright, and neither of them look like NFL players right now. Kelvin Joseph in particular, he got targeted three times. He gave up two touchdowns and 69 yards on those three targets. And that's just not good enough for an NFL cornerback. It's a hard position. I get it. But he's a second-round pick in his second year. He should be producing at this point on the field. And considering the fact he's not only not producing, but he's a negative on the field and by far the weakest link of your defense, I think at this point it's pretty safe to call him a bust. I don't know whether or not they move on from him this offseason. I think they should. He's had off the field issues ever since he was at Kentucky. He got kicked off. He got kicked off multiple teams in college. Uh, and him being a second round pick was seen as a bit of a reach at the time. So I just don't see it with him. He doesn't look like an NFL player. I know I don't want to drag him too much, but I, the Cowboys need to draft a cornerback in the draft this offseason. They just, they just do. They still need one. Um, they're good in the front seven. I might like to see a day two or day three linebacker pick, uh, specifically, specifically like as a replacement for Leighton Van Der Esch to hopefully to hopefully account for the fact that he tends to not be healthy. But cornerback needs to be either their number one pick or their second pick again, because uh, it's between that or wide receiver that I would have as their number one pick, uh, because right now they do not have any cornerback talent outside of Trayvon Diggs and maybe Deron Bland, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Um, That being said, 
the defense, they got a 17-point lead, and I know Dak threw a pick once they gave up the big touchdown to Zay Jones, but they just need to be better. 500 yards and 40 points to a Jacksonville offense that had had been feasting on poor talent for the most part for the last few weeks. Uh, while, yes, Trevor Lawrence was fantastic back there in terms of avoiding uh, the pressure. He had he got pressured 28 times by our, by our defense, which is really good. Uh, sadly, they only managed to convert that into, I believe, two sacks. Or it, maybe even only one sack. Uh, Michael Parsons got one sack, and for the first time all year when he got one sack, he didn't get a second sack. And I think that kind of just shows you how it was all game. The pass rush was getting there, but there was just absolutely no coverage at all. Lawrence was able to just kind of avoid the rush one time, and there was somebody open. And that's just not – that's why defense is a, team, is a team game. One guy on defense is not going to solve anything for you, which is why defense is not stable year to year. That's why you don't build your teams around defense because that's just not sustainable. All the best teams will build their teams around their franchise quarterback, which the Cowboys have failed to do this year. The Cowboys uh, – and, yes, they scored 34 points today or yesterday, and – while that would be ideal, uh, usually to win a, to win a game, the defense did not show up. Which is again, defense is a lot more about who you play rather than how talented your your unit is. As far as the offense goes, though, what we saw yesterday is the malpractice that we've seen from the front office in terms of building around Dak Prescott all off season. They let they let Lyle Collins walk, and Terrence Steele replaced him, and was more and has been more than effective in replacement. But that's not a real solution. The fact of the matter is they bet on Terrence Steele when he hadn't shown what he showed this year, and it paid off. And while you can say that, okay, maybe the FO knew more than we did, that's still not wise because now now with Steele hurt, they are once again scrambling to find any way to protect Dak. And they have not protected him at all this year. They're last in pass block win rate. They're last in a lot of uh, passing categories in terms of uh, protection. Whereas they're an elite run blocking line, but run blocking does not really help you in the NFL when your run game is this poor. Uh, discussing the run game particularly, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, yes, they have been good this year. Ever since the Vikings game, they have not been good. The Cowboys averaged 3.8 yards a carry and ran it 41 times to, in this game. 41! You cannot run it 41 times in a game where you're getting 3.8 yards of carry and expect your offense to be able to consistently stay on the field. They put they kept putting the offense in very long third third down situations, and that's just unreasonable to ask your offense to convert third and long repeatedly. They kept running it on first and second down. They started 23 series with a first down run, and that is absolutely absurd. The fact of the matter is Dak Prescott only threw it 30 times despite having the third best EPA per play this week while also having two interceptions. And when you have that high of an EPA per play despite interceptions, that tells me you were you were absolutely cooking. Uh, they need to put the ball in Dak's hands more, they, especially on first and second down. They need to run more play action. These are complaints that the, Cowboy, that we, the Cowboys fan base has had for years. They don't – they run it too much. They – they run. They don't run play action effectively. They don't run it often enough. They. It's just poor scheming and poor decision making when it comes to how they want their offense run. No, this offense does not need to be run through a running back. You have a franchise quarterback that you pay. Let him throw the ball. And when they did, they in the fourth quarter when they let Dak Prescott finally throw the ball because they really needed a drive. He delivered and they scored a touchdown. 
and that was easy. In overtime, they once again run it on first and second down. On third down, third and four, Dak throws a perfect ball to Noah Brown. Noah Brown was really good in this game. He's really He was really good in this game, but he is a wide receiver four or five on a real team. Right now, he's being asked to be a wide receiver two because Michael Gallup is not healthy. He's clearly not what he was right now, and you might not see that until next year. And they traded Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. A fifth-round pick. So right now, what? So when Dak throws that ball to Noah Brown, it's perfectly placed right in his arms, and he bats it up for a pick six game over. And that's just malpractice by your FO. You have not helped your quarterback out at all. They, and right, and that's why you can't build your team defensively. You can't be like, okay, we have a great defense. Surely this will work. Because defense is more about who you play. Trevor Lawrence was fantastic back there at avoiding pressures. Yes, your defense was great at getting pressure on him. That doesn't matter when the quarterback is who controls whether or not he gets sacked. Sacks are a quarterback stat. And that was just quite frankly, like, it was... It is really tough to see this team going anywhere right now the way they are built. The defense is good. It is. It was not good. It was not good yesterday. And while sure you can say okay they were they're beat up, they're injured. It's just not sustainable. They're going to go play Philly this week and right now I don't see how they stop Philly at all. Especially not Philly's uh run game because right now our edges on this defense are Really, really bad at maintaining at maintaining the seal to prevent edge edge runs. Off tackle runs have been money against Dallas uh, the last couple weeks, and it's getting and it's going to be a real problem. Jonathan Hankins being out for the rest of the regular season pretty much hurts your run defense way more than you could expect. He has been he had been phenomenal once he had got his legs underneath him. Uh, Micah Parsons is very clearly hurting. He was fantastic yesterday. People that want to say the pass rush did not show up, you need to you need to go back and watch that game. He was phenomenal. Twelve pressures according to PFF, thirty percent pressure rate. He was incredible. It was it's the most pressure he's ever had in a game. If Trevor Lawrence was not dancing around the pocket incredibly back there, he would have had four or five sacks. And even still, if the coverage was even half was even half a second better, I think Parsons gets three, maybe even four sacks. He was dominant. Demarcus Lawrence though vanished, and that. That happens too much with him. I love him. He is he has absolutely been worth his contract. Nobody people who tell you otherwise are not are not knowledgeable about football. He has been worth his contract, but he has too many games like yesterday where he just completely vanishes when the team needs him. And I that's not to say that it's all on him. The coverage was bad. The linebackers are really bad right now. Damone Clark can only cover so much. Anthony Barr might be one of the worst linebackers in the NFL. They need to start Jabril Cox. They got to get him active and they got to get him game reps for the playoffs because Anthony Barr is going to lose you a playoff game at, at, as the team is currently constructed. Um, overall, though, it was I don't want to take too much from that game. I know losses happen. They do. And I don't want to be too negative about a game they lost in overtime. But they were up 17 and they were up 14 against Green Bay. They got to find a way to be able to put these games away. They with right now they should be playing Philly for the division. They should be they should be twelve and two headed to Philly or headed to Dallas to play Philly, and they should be playing for the division on Christmas Eve. Instead, they're going to be they're basically locked in the five seed, and they are most likely going to play the winner of the NFC South. And if that winner is Tampa Bay, you're going to be in for a fight in the wild card round, and you might not even see the divisional round. Uh, Tampa is Tampa looks bad. They do. They got smoked by by Cincy again yesterday. 
Do you want really want to play Tom Brady in the playoffs? Because right now, that is what you're going to do. And this team needs to figure out whether or not... Uh, this team needs to figure out whether or not they want to go, to go far in the playoffs. And th- playing down to competition, that will consistently do that. They need to... That, that will consistently eliminate you when it matters. The differences with this team compared to last year's team is that this team can beat good teams. We have evidence they can beat good teams. And that is important because last year's team, they beat up on the bottom feeders and then got and then lost in embarrassing fashion to a lot of good teams. And they I I would like to see them really think about it after Philly to start resting guys. Whether that be moving Michael Parsons back to linebacker to try and get him healthier and less beat up because right now he cannot sustain a full season of being a defensive end. Uh, he's just not he's whether it's not being big enough or the fact that getting double teamed is really hard on somebody that small for a defensive end. Uh, they they need to find a way to get to get him to be able to rest a bit before the playoffs because we are going to need him when it matters when it matters. Um, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence as well. I would I would consider resting him. He's fighting through a lot. He's fighting through a couple injuries. Nobody's really healthy this time of year. It's the NFL, but it's very clear a lot of these guys are really struggling. Um, on the positive side, before I call it for reviewing this game, CD Lamb. I would really like to see us try and manufacture more touches for him. He ever since the Bears game when him and Dak were on off the same page. Uh, it, he's really turned it around. He looks like that guy that you can pay to be your number one receiver. They just need receivers around him. And hopefully T.Y. Hilton can be that guy. I think T.Y. Hilton will fix quite a few problems, honestly. He's a possession receiver with sure hands. He's not going to drop things. And he's by far the fastest player on offense, even if he's still that, even if he's still that, uh, even if he's old and washed. He needs to be getting touches, I think, as well. I as if it'll push Noah Brown back to the wide receiver four spot where maybe where he probably should be. Um, and I don't want to be, be too upset at Noah Brown. Yes, he made that drop, and it was one of the worst drops I've ever seen considering the circumstances. Um, but he played a great game yesterday, and he was really he was really good against Houston outside of the drop for an interception there too. Um, so I'm not going to bash on him too much. He's doing what he should. He looks like an NFL receiver, which is surprising. Nobody expected that coming into the season. He's not a top receiver, but he's a guy who's going to play in the league for a long time. And I think that that says a lot about how much work he puts in as a seventh round pick. Uh, but he should not be getting what he what he he should not be getting the touches he is right now. He and Michael Gallup, they are paying him a lot for him to do nothing. I get it. He's coming off an ACL tear, but he's got to get it figured out. He's got to find some way to produce on the field. And I don't know how that's going to happen with the way he is. He missed time to jump for what probably should have been a touchdown uh, in this game that would have won us the game uh, earlier and that forced us to kick a field goal, which completely changed the momentum of the game realistically uh, because it went from twenty-seven, it went from uh, twenty-seven to ten to thir- to it went from thirty-one to ten to twenty-seven to ten because of that, and that is a big difference. Um, and overall, I. They just need more from their wide receiver core, but because right now their entire offense is predicated against getting the right the running backs out in the passing game and getting the, t- the tight ends involved, and you're not going to produce explosive plays like that. And you know what happens when you methodically go down the field as an offense? Penalties. Penalties are a natural are a natural part of the game when you play more snaps as an offense, which is why the NFL is built around explosive passing nowadays. 
I think that they really need to find a way to get more explosive in the passing game. And if T.Y. Hilton is that guy, that will fix a lot of issues. And that's why I'm still okay with them getting Odell Beckham Jr., even if he doesn't want to play in the regular season or if he wants to be a diva. That's fine. Anything to get this wide receiver core to be more explosive and allow for better for better down the field passing. Because right now, Dak is being asked to do a lot with a little. But outside of that, there's not really much else I can say. They, they, they play Philly on Christmas Eve this Saturday. Uh, I think they really, sh- they really need to win that game. Both for positive momentum heading into the playoffs and for giving us the potential to rest. Because if, they, if you win that game, you pretty much lock yourself into the five seed. And that's the important bit. Uh, so I would really consider going all out for Philly and then trying to rest the rest of the way because Philly has the division on lock right now. Um, so it overall, not the best game. I could be, I could be more upset about it, but it's, it's the regular season for the NFL. It's 17 games. It's very small sample sizes. Things happen. Uh, and that's just the case for the NFL in general. You can't get too down on a single loss, but you also can't get too high on a single win. Sure, beating Minnesota 40-3. to Yeah, that's awesome. But it doesn't really tell you anything. Because you're never as good as your best win, but you're never as bad as your best loss. It's some, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, so what I want to see is just a really good performance against Philly, whether that be better pass blocking, better defending. If Leighton Van Der Esch can go, they might be okay. Uh, if Leighton Van Der Esch can't go, they might be in trouble. Because they cannot stop anything without him on the field due to the lack of depth in their linebacking core. Uh, Anthony Barr is going to lose as a playoff game, and I'm not excited about seeing him play 60 to 65 snaps a game. Outside of that, though, it was a, it was a fun game to watch, which I think in the NFL, yeah, that's really all that matters, right? Um, so hopefully they turn around, they show up for Philly, and they give them a good game. Uh, even if they don't, though, they're headed to the playoffs for the first time in back-to-back years since 2006-2007, and that's a big step forward for the Cowboys franchise as a whole. And hopefully the next time we make the playoffs, this, uh, we, mo- we make it a little farther this time. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, I might have another podcast coming out this week about a different team for once that's not the Cowboys, uh, but we will see. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. I'm out.